The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air Yeah And there's screams from everywhere Yeah I'm addicted to the thrill I'm ready It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Come on Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who gonna this town tonight Hey, welcome to the Kwame Last for Sports Talk We are live It is Thursday at 888-346-9144 That is the number you hear in the voice of yours truly i am in the studio alone and it feels good welcome to the show we got a lot to talk about go talk some geno smell i have a lot of things to say about you know i'm a golfer so we get into golfers first but here's the rundown we're gonna do some golf tiger woods we still following tiger woods but geno smith and the situation in the locker room i couldn't get to you wednesday because we're off wednesday tuesday i had to do some monday was a great show monday we had uh sheree graham call in if you guys are not listening to her show, you're missing out on some good sports. You're missing out on some good interaction of, of sports and, and opinionated uh, business that we live in and our opinions of it at a brash level. I love it. I love how she orchestrates her show, how she formats her show and gets down. She called in. She has a wealth of knowledge. Um, but definitely check out that. Sherry Graham's and her show. Uh, I'll give you more information on that as we move along in this one. The Kwame Lodge of the Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Um, but the Geno Smith, I have a lot to say about it on in all aspects, in all areas of $600 being what it is, the punch in the jaw, where it came from, uh, leadership, all, all those things. But right now, before we get into anything, like I said, I had a great show Monday, Tuesday, I couldn't be in. I had to do some, what was it, food and beverage of all the grocery stores in Arizona. I didn't have to do it, but it's... You know me, I like to be out networking. Uh, me, Damian Anderson, and Frank Sanders out doing our thing. At the Rim Golf Course out in Payson, Arizona. If you haven't been out there, that's a nice track. Yesterday I played at the Orange Tree. Another nice track. My favorite courses around the valley. Whirlwind. Legacy. The Biltmore. I, I may throw in the... I may throw Ocotillo. I may throw Ocotillo in there. 27 holes, 24 of them has water on them. They got a lot of people come out there and get strong, try to strong arm the course, end up losing a dozen or more balls. And Orange Tree. Orange Tree is a, it's one of those back east golf courses if you're from the east or, or maybe uh, from the northern part of the country where there's trees. Uh, it could be hot, but you have some shade. That's one of those courses. I played, uh, I played two different people. First, first nine was a guy named Jerome, uh, me talking about myself. Second nine, I was on fire. That was Kwame playing. That was Kwame. Scott Musgrove, I appreciate you getting me out, man. That was good. Uh, well deserved. I needed to get out of the way, leaving the gym, doing my abdominals and cardiovascular. Had to get that in also. Now we had the golf course. Tiger Woods, we had Whistling Straight, PGA Championship, 2015 PGA Championship. 
I'm talking about Tiger Woods because they are talking about Tiger Woods and the relevancy and how they pose a question about Jordan Spieth and Roy McIlroy. Roy McIlroy in the field today, and we know he tore some ligaments in his ankle playing kickball with some friends. You Neanderthal, you. you if you're at the top of your game, it's, it's hard to tell an athlete and a world-class athlete, and if you don't think golfers are world-class, then you have never played the sport because you got to stay in tip-top shape. You have to be able to walk a course four to five days. I say five because you got a practice round. And it may let you drive up nine holes, but you walk in the course on these professional courses like whistle, uh, whistling straights. Now, we still have our live coverage on, on certain players, and this certain player is Tiger Woods. And I get back to Jordan Spieth and uh, Roy McIlroy, why they're trying to create this this rivalry in, in the sport of golf. Man, you can't rival sports. You need to rival the game. The game is what's most most important, in my opinion. But there's a Tiger Tracker. That's that's the front page of a uh, or the front uh, internet of of all all things golf. Why are we talking Tiger? He's one over right now after the turn. Tiger is one over right now after the turn. But there's a Tiger uh, Tracker. I know people getting tired of it. Uh, I'm getting tired of it, and I'm a Tiger fan. But when you first get on the Internet, the live blogs of Tiger, you, know, you can follow Tiger in his first round, of his round of the PGA, which, which is fun, which is fun to do. But Tiger and his – I'll say this, and I can ramble on, I can ramble on about Tiger Woods and, and his legacy or how legendary he is still – how much money he's generated while these guys are still following him. Because it is news. It is still news. What is this guy going to do today? What is this guy going to do in this round? What is this guy going to do in this field with this field of Jordan Spieth, Dustin Johnson, and, and uh, Roy McIlroy? And that's just, those are just three guys. There are plenty of guys in this field that can easily win this. And I'm not, I didn't even mention Phil Mickelson. Phil most times come out of nowhere. But we know he's there. But he comes out of nowhere, if that makes any sense. It's, it's a marathon. That's what golf is. It's never a sprint. You look at guys, you look at guys and, and you, you wonder where they are on the leaderboard. Where are you on the leaderboard? And then come Saturday evening and Sunday, these guys are in the top. But they're consistent. They're patient. You got to have some patience to play golf. You got to have patience to even learn this game of golf. Now, I'm self-taught in it, but I play with a lot of great golfers. I played yesterday with a guy, uh, Jason uh, Wizzick. He used to kick, he kicked in the league for Tennessee Titans, but then he played around in some uh, you know, arena leagues and all that stuff. But his golf game is extraordinary. This guy had eight birdies. Didn't even look like he was trying. But the one thing that helps him, and I thought I drove the ball far. I'm nowhere near this guy. This guy's like 50, 60 yards away from me. So if I'm driving 320, you do the math to that. Skinny guy, too. Again, he's a kicker, but they were playing. Kickers play golf anyway while we practicing. You can't have a kicker kicking 500 kicks doing a camp you know, every day like we would take 500 snaps. He kick his leg off. So what they do, they go golf. They work on that golf game. Practice over. What kind of kid condition they have? They out of there. No film. They watch film in the morning. Here nor there. But great golfer, I say that. He's over at, uh, if you need lessons, he's over at Orange Tree. 56 and Shea. But these golfers and how you propose the question of 
Spieth or, or McElroy, Dustin Johnson, uh, these young guys that's, that's in here. Kevin Nye, he's still a young guy, uh, disappeared for a second but came back. And actually, I think he won a tournament. I'm going to get back to Tiger Woods, too, after this. But how you, how you propose that question, who is golf's best? Well, on any given tournament, you can find a different guy who's the best. These guys are real deal country club players who grew up, had all the best coaching. What do you have to give a golfer, in my opinion, is mental lessons. You have to give these guys mental lessons. I say that to say this. When I was teaching myself how to play, I was always in trouble, always losing balls, always getting distraught. And then I learned how to play the game, and I've had those shots in the same situation, in trouble, losing balls. I didn't get distraught. I played in the Pepsi tournament uh, years ago, which is used to be the Nike and all this uh, dot com and all that stuff. I just want to see where I was, having taught myself the game of golf and playing against some professional guys. I just want to see where I stood up. Now, and this was off. This was two thousand five or two thousand six. I just got done playing football, retiring, I should say. I playing in front of. Let me say, I was in Arizona, so let's say. 50,000, let's say 20,000, some games. Playing in front of a significant amount of people on the stage, and the game is different in that regard. But when I got on the first tee box in this Pepsi event, Pepsi Tour, Pepsi.com I think it was, some Pepsi Tour, which was gateway players that were playing in this, getting ready for the gateway. Let me add that part onto it. I got on the first tee box. I was nervous. Nervous. I had to refocus myself. If I'm playing in front of all these people on football, which is different, there's supposed to be noise, and then you get on the first tee box of golf, and it's quiet, it's silent. I'm, where's the noise? I don't hear the cheers and all that stuff. Not the cheers, but the noise, the noise itself. I was nervous. First ball, shank, hit a provisional. Same area, but fine, that one. At the end of the day, these guys' scores were coming in. I'm still going to talk about these professional guys, but this to... to to lead on more more into that, the mental part of it. At the end of the day, I ended up shooting 72. These guys who play golf for a living, they was coming in at 62, 63. And they wasn't even getting paid. They were just putting their money in their account so they can have money for their next event, which was, uh, to me, was crazy because if I was shooting 62, 63, you wonder why certain guys are not on tour. It's not as easy to get on tour as you think it is. Guys may have everything for example, the guy I played with yesterday, hits the ball far, very consistent, had eight birdies, but he was on this course we were playing on. Courses usually change, but if you got a good stroke, a good swing, and all those good tempo, you don't even think he's hitting the ball. You watch a swing, you don't even think he's hitting the ball 350-something yards. Just look like he's hitting the ball probably, let's knock it out there, 275 yards, 300 yards. Um, the ball's in 350 yards consistently. Wasn't even trying to hit it far. I played with another guy who's on a Remax. He's going to do the Remax tour. This guy was hitting 360, 370. Almost hit into me. I look back. If I didn't know who they were behind me, I look back like this guy might be crazy. If you get up here, I'm, I'm going to swing my club at him. I'm going to Geno Smith him. This guy looks everything like a defensive end or a tight end in the National Football League. Swings a club. What was more impressive, other than the 400 yards that he hit the ball, was the soft touch he had around the green. Now back to this. At the end of the day, I come in 72. These guys come in 64. 
You wonder why they can't be on tour. My my guess to all this is the mental capacity. You look at Tiger Woods, who was stern. Who you look at Phil, uh, Phil, who was stern, who was focused. And a lot of people didn't like him because they wouldn't do this, 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 and that to to promote your newspaper, your your social media, because he was about they were about their business and they didn't do interviews and stuff. The ones you wanted them to do, I should say, because these guys were focused. But the mental part of it, the guy who can focus and mentally focus quicker than most, or keep that focus for the duration of time. Remember, golf is a marathon, not a sprint. If that makes any sense to you, those are guys who usually find the leaderboard on Sunday. So why we got this tiger tracker? We got a tiger tracker, and we wondering why he's why he's still revelant. That's probably the worst word I could use for considering Tiger Woods because he still generates the media attention. He still generates the uh, make me turn my TV on and look for Tiger Woods. The reason why I started playing golf because of Tiger Woods. He's still relevant in the game. And they have a tracker to them. So the thing about these guys is their mental capacity. And when you propose when you propose a question, who's the best golfer in the game? That's silly. You're looking for a real debate. You know, you're looking for an argument. A, de- a debate we could get back and forth, have our opinions on it. You're looking for an argument where somebody might get smacked. If you understand the game of golf. If you understand the game of golf. You understand that on any given day, these guys can win. If you've seen it and if you watch golf, but if you do it from afar, you don't understand what that even means. I have to talk more golf when I come back, but I'm going to get into this Geno Smith. Because this Geno Smith thing may take a while. Quite a lot of sports talk. I'm going to take a quick break. I'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Hi, this is Larry Sinners. You're on Sports Talk, Kwame Lasseter, with Demi Lachey and Doug Bramer. 
These guys know sports. Welcome back, Kwame Lodge to the Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. That is the number if you want to call in and do a little chatting, debating, maybe arguments, uh, if you will. I don't mind arguing, as long as we get to a point. As long as we're not arguing irrationally. There's a lot of guys that, 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 that love their team so much. And as I say it on the show quite often, we got our fans. I'm a fan. And we got fanatics. I got friends that are fanatics. And they profess that they're not. It was funny. Here's the funny part uh, to my fanatic, fanatical friends. When, <laughs> when their team is not doing good, and this is, this is real funny because I, I think about it and I just can't stop laughing. And I got my cup of ambition uh, to finish off the second segment of the show. Here are the fanatics, they, they, which makes me laugh so much. Their team is not doing well. The next thing they say is, well, we got five rings, or we, we, we just won, so it's okay. It's never okay to lose because you won last year. It's never okay. You're a fanatic, and you're hoping they do it, but you try to supp- suppress that, that, that anxiety, that anger of them losing in, and it drives you crazy. Next thing you know, you see that guy holding his head. He has a headache. He can't do it. That's a fanatic. And I have friends like that. But I also have friends as fans, those who, and, and I, I won't say the fanatic doesn't understand the game as a fan does, because there's a lot of great fans. When, you, when I listen to uh, a lot of sports talk shows, uh, just driving in my car, uh, I guess I'm listening, because sometimes consci- unconsciously, then you wonder how you get to a certain place. Damn, how'd I get here? I missed all the exits and all that stuff. Anyway, you listen to those things, and you hear a lot of fanatical fans calling in. And then you hear the host of the show, let them get their word out and say, okay, thank you for the call. But when a real fan calls in and it's a sincere and it's a well thought out conversation or a question asked or comment made, well, the host listens to that because that's all we want to talk about. You can let a, there, there may be a day or a show where you let that fanatical get his or hers off because they may just need to vent. Now, that's fine. That makes for a good show because I'm working on a show. Uh, where you just call in and talk for about an hour or so about your team and after the loss or maybe after the one, win, sorry. There may be a, a show coming in, in the makings with that. But a host that listens to sincere comments and uh, well-thought-out questions, those are the ones you want to listen to. Uh, but th- there's a huge difference in being a fan and f- being a fanatic. We, I talk about that all the time, so. Let me get a, let me throw out a great story because I do want to get into my Geno Smith and everything I might have to say about that or whatever comes to mind in that segment. But here's a great story. There's a receiver in the LSU uh, just rescue a woman. So this is not about hitting a woman. This is about rescuing a woman, uh, which, men you should do more often. You should do all the time, I guess. Drove by wreck around 10 p.m. at night, he and his cousin. His cousin goes to Southern University, another great institution. No, I don't want to say institution. University. Institutions for crazy people. Southern University. Uh, Randall uh, Menard, that's his cousin. And the guy at LSU name is uh, Traven Durrell. It's not about hitting any woman. This is a good story. I'm glad they put it out there. Uh, 
And I'm sure they wasn't looking for any any attention. But they drove by. It was around 10 p.m. This was that about two weeks ago. What was that? Three weeks ago, July 31st. Uh, the car was upside down. They drove by and they kept going. Then they thought about it like it was an upside down car. So they drove back, got back and see a lady dangling from the car seat, hanging from her car seat in the driver's side. Uh, they ended up pulling out. Both doors were locked. Not locked, but they, but they were smashed in where you couldn't get to her. You couldn't open the doors. So they found a way to get in there and uh, save a woman's life. Uh, I think uh, Traven, the receiver from LSU, said it was a dark road. He didn't know when another car was coming by there. Uh, so they drove back and saved someone's life. Great stuff, great story. Need to be more stories out there like that. And I'm going to tell you, there's going to be more stories out there like there, like that, like those two guys, college students, one a receiver, um, and his cousin just, and another receiver goes to um, Southern. There's going to be more positive football stories. And I'll tell you why. Because it's football season now. Football is the, you, has the best marketing mobility of all sports, which is crazy to me. And it takes me to other, top, other topics and subjects. It's crazy to me. You market better than anybody. Nobody can outmarket football. As I'm coming into the studio today, I'm thinking this. Football, sports, sports, and football has a huge part to do with it. I just added that part in. Sports is life. Everything else is just a game. Sports is life. Everything else is just a game. This, we got these debates, these uh, Republican debates going on. Hope you guys have been paying attention to that. I mean, it, it's fun to indulge into those uh, public debates uh, and find out who's going to represent the Republicans at the next election. But I can tell you right now, your next president has already been selected before you even think you're electing him. Or her, Hillary, on the Democratic side. So I hope you're paying attention to that. And I hope this makes sense to you when I say sports is life. Football has a huge part to do with that. Everything else is just a game. Now, I just flipped those two uh, scenarios. Not scenarios. I just flipped those two in a situation and what they are. You would think sports was the game. Sports is life. So let me tell you why. Let me go back and tell you why. There's going to be more positive stories in football or more positive stories in sports because it's football season. Because the marketing of football, when football season is at its low, uh, when they're still making millions or multi-millions, I should say, when it's at its not peak or prime time. We hear stories about an athlete did this, athlete doing that. The story might go back from a month. When Why didn't it come out when it happened? Because I needed that to market. I needed that story to market my game, to keep you interested in my game, to keep the fanatics going crazy, keep the fans wondering why. I needed this. You're not going to hear the tons and tons of negative publicity that brings on football during football season. You're just not going to hear it. And if I'm wrong during the season, you call me back and we'll talk about it. And I hope you have some valid points of why. Because I'm telling you, not going to hear the tons and tons. One story or two here or there, and it may come out of San Fran. One story or two here or there is not what I'm saying about football and the bad stories. I'm saying you're not going to hear tons of them. They was on a witch hunt last year. 
but football does that for marketing, keep you relevant in the sports. When it's football season, everybody is happy. Not when it's baseball season, and I'm a huge fan of baseball. I'm wondering if my New York Mets is going to win the World Series. They didn't even get in the playoffs yet. But I'm wondering if they're going to win the World Series. That's my fanatical thinking right there. As a fan, I'm impressed what they're doing in New York. I'm impressed what they're doing over there, the New York Mets. And if I talk anything about the Yankees, I say how you lose an eight-game, uh, eight, how you go on an eight-game skid and lose first place. But Tampa Bay is no slouch. They're no slouch to what they're doing over there in baseball. But it's football season. Different monster. Different marketing. Again, it takes me to different topics, different subjects. During football season, it's all about football and the positive. And, and now Roger Goodell is at his best. Now, we do have a Tom Brady situation. Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, he's not going to play in the preseason. So what? He, do I need Tom Brady if I'm a Patriots fan or in the Patriots organization to play in the preseason? I don't need him to do that. And if he was going to play, he was going to play at the most 20, 25 plays. At the most in four games. He's not going to play in the first game. He's not going to play in the last game. He'll play 15 plays in the second game and maybe 10 in the third game. So that's not it. Don't make that breaking news. Don't make that headline news, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's going through some stuff right now. And this is and this and what he's going through, this is about who's right and who's wrong. Do he does he have any culpability of what happened with the with the deflated footballs? We're still talking about this crap right now. Some deflated footballs. I know in one game the deflated footballs didn't matter, but the rules are the rules. They didn't matter when you run in the ball, running the ball down somebody's throat. Now, I can look at it this way as a defensive player. I can look at it this way as a kid. I got a deflated football. I can hold on to that a lot tighter than I can hold on to a regulated football if I'm a running back. If I'm a receiver, I can catch that a lot better. So this is the problem. That's obviously going to have to change. That's going to change a great deal uh, starting preseason. There's some games tonight. I think there's about six games going on tonight uh, with the start of the National Football League and its preseason. We had one last week at Canton. As you, as, as you remember, I told you Tuesday, Monday, I was in Canton, great atmosphere. But I knew I wasn't going to that game. I knew I wasn't watching that game. Now, we are in football season. Football is life. Everything else is a game. Look at the marketability that they, it does. It brings upon millions of dollars. People, people are happy when it's football season. You can take the pulse of the country and figure it out to be true. People are distraught when football is not seen. They're looking for something. And then the NFL does a great job of marketing, as I, as I said earlier. Baseball doesn't do that great a job of marketing. Basketball probably will come next. Hockey behind or right in front of baseball. But in the sport of football, there are no guaranteed contracts. You generate the most money. You generate you the most popular sport with 16 regular season games, a 17-week regular season, and then eight teams. Eight to twelve teams gets in the playoffs, and you possibly win or take all. May play nineteen to twenty games, depending on if you're a wild card or you got a bye week. Use the most. You are the most marketable sporting machine in the business. I live in Arizona. 
We have five major sports. We have hockey. We have baseball. We have World Series baseball teams, 2001 Diamondbacks. We have the, the uh, WNBA Mercury. We have the Phoenix Suns. We have the Arizona Cardinals. We have the, the, uh, the um, hockey team. We have everything you need here. So all those fanatics need to come out along with the fans and keep these sports alive here. You want to root for them, then go to the stadium. I know it's cheaper to be at home. You want to root for your team, go to the stadium. You get more, it's just the atmosphere. It, it, it's mem- memories that you would never get sitting in your house. And I got to take another break, and that's unfortunate. But I'll come back. I did tell you, I'm not teasing you about this Geno Smith. I'm not teasing you. It's just one thing take me to another to another. I'm in the studio. I, hey, Crumb Lots Sports Talk. I'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Surfing is taking the world by storm. It's not just the sport itself, but the culture that surrounds it. From music to fashion, art, and competition, Surf Talk Show is a place that will showcase it all. Your hosts are JJ and The Doctor, two surfing enthusiasts who have lived and traveled the lifestyle and culture. They'll bring you the knowledge and entertainment that'll keep you riding the wave. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on the West Coast, 2 p.m. East Coast on Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. to the pros we, we, we cover, everything. cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports this is jerome buddha daniels you're listening to kwame Lassa's sports talk with Damarie lachey and doug bremer they know about this sports thing welcome back I'm not supposed to talk. You know the show. I, I may be everywhere. I may go anywhere with this thing. Well, we back. You know what's a great? Don't push me because I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. If you know that song, then this is a great time for me to get into some Geno Smith getting punched in the jaw. Don't push anybody in the locker room. First of all, let's get to this. Here's the story in a nutshell. Here's the story. One of his teammates, linebacker on his teammates in New York Jets, <clears throat> newly head coach Tarbos, running the show. So one of his teammates invites Geno Smith to a fundraiser event, and he purchased a ticket for Geno. Geno had a situation come up where he couldn't make it. The situation was, I believe, now check the story out for yourself. I didn't get to talk to you on Tuesday. I was off on Wednesday, so... Here's my take on this situation and, and everything about the situation that I can give you. 
He didn't show up because he had an uh, obligation. I think his brother's friend passed away. So obviously he know him a little bit. His brother probably wanted him to go because he's Geno Smith. Everything's not done just to show support. It's for that fanfare stuff. He goes to the uh, funeral. He goes to the funeral. Now, if I'm the linebacker, let me make sure I say it. I'm saying his name right. If I'm, if I'm the guy, I can understand that. I'm not the... Uh, I'm not, what is his name? His name, uh, Anemica Polly, if I'm saying that wrong. If I'm him, I'm not, I'm not concerned about the $600 unless he and Gino had a, 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 an understanding that, hey, I need you to reverse my money, um, but if I wanted you to come, you know what, I just write that ticket off, I, I eat that $600. Because when you think about $600 in the grand scheme of things, whether you're tight with your money or not, it's six hundred dollars to me. It's still six hundred dollars. But football players, football athletes, national football. Somebody didn't get their jaw broke over six hundred dollars. It was more of a principle of this thing. And this is me outside looking in. I would have just ate the six hundred dollars. I'll say, okay, I'll give you another chance to invite. But if I if I lose any more money, with your name attached to it, then I might break your jaw. Would I break some of my quarterback jaws? We'll talk about that last segment, maybe. Um, Geno Smith's, and, and this is the word I'm getting. He's in the guy's face talking about, I pay you, I pay you, I'm, I'm going to get it. But if, I, if I'm two weeks into training camp, I'm already aggravated from the training camp. I'm already aggravated for hitting the same players. If you've ever been through a training camp or something for a duration of time, a long period of time, you tired of doing that thing, so you are already on edge. And on top of you owing me some money, you never, <laughs> you never think about somebody owing you money until you need some money. I'm like, damn, who owes me some money? Let me call and get that money back. But in this case right here, the linebacker asked Geno Smith for the money. So the word on the street is Geno gets in his face, I'll pay you your money, points at him. Now, mind you, these are two grown men. So here's the problem with that. If I'm Geno Smith, I'm the quarterback. There's already there's already some skepticisms about am I a leader? Can I lead this team? Do I got enough to win more games <clears throat> than I did in previous years? Yeah, you could do that because you had a, the Jets do have a pretty good defense. So it might not be all on you. And to all you Tebow fans, it wasn't Tebow that was winning those games. It was the Denver Broncos when he was there. Defense, putting them in on 30-yard line where you can make some Tebow plays. All right. Let me throw that out for anybody want to call in and argue about that. Geno Smith, you have to be a leader. You have to be a leader. Now, I'm all across the board with this because it is some nonsense at a high level. Geno, you got to be a leader. The first thing I would have did was had that $600 in his locker. If I'm the quarterback, if I have all the skepticism about me being the face of this franchise, when you think about the New York Jets, you don't think about Geno Smith. When you think about the New England Patriots, you think about Tom Brady. When you think about Denver Broncos, you think about Peyton Manning, New Orleans, Drew Brees. Quarterbacks most likely most times are the face of the franchise. Organizations are going to do whatever they can to market you. I don't see any marketing in Geno Smith. There's not even a, there's not even a certainty that he's going to be the guy for the entire year if he was to start. You're not going to get a good barometer of Geno Smith in preseason because if he's listed as a starter, he's not going to play that many times, that many plays. 
you have rule. Who was behind him? Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't give a if he went to Harvard or not. Him going to Harvard has nothing to do with football. He's intelligent enough, but that was in his books. You have to be football smart. Remember, they signed this guy to a long-term deal in Buffalo, and they cut him. Now, I like him because he, he's from Chandler, Arizona. guy goes to Harvard. Um, KJ, take notes. You might want to go to Dartmouth or Stanford. Um, but the guy can play football. But don't, don't add on he went here, he went there. Maybe you could say he was coached by this guy, he was coached by this person, so therefore his football knowledge might be a little more extensive than we, than we believe it to be or than it is. Don't say he went to Harvard so he should be the starter or he should be smart guy. That's football smarts. I know some guys that went to junior college that are smarter than the quarterbacks today. They have football smarts. And with the talent they have, they have instincts. Geno Smith, you should have you been a leader and gave the guy the $600 and, and squashed it. It, it would have been done. Then you'd have had your six-round draft pick from last year with the New York Jets still on your team. I get to where he is next, and that'd be Buffalo. We'll speak a little bit about that. Rex Ryan was a part of that when he was in New York. Where in the locker room is it okay? When in the locker room is it okay to hit your starting quarterbacks? So when that happened, my thought was nobody respect this guy. You don't respect him. Will I hit Tom Brady if he got in my face and pointed his finger? Yes, I would have hit Tom Brady after I told Tom Brady, be careful who you're talking to and how you talk to me. I am a grown man. We will fight every day until you have me released. Be careful how you talk to him. At the end of the day, you, you got to remember this. Those are two grown men. So there's some respect right there. Respect has to be in place in those situations. So, Geno Smith, you could squash this situation a long time ago. Now, if a guy got to keep asking you about $600, then that $600 is important to him. Now, he feel like he was shunned because you didn't show up at his event. That's his problem. That's his problem. But if you guys had already talked about, man, I reimburse you, which there are some publications that Geno said, oh, yeah, I'll take care of the $600, then that's what you should have did. I'm, six, I'm two weeks into camp. I'm aggravated. I'm tired of cap already. So tensions and attitudes and all that testosterone, that is flaring up. Something about to go down. And it just happened to be Geno Smith. Get punched in the jaw. Of course I'm punching you in the jaw. Tom Brady, if you get in my face and I'm telling you, be careful how you talk to me. I'm a grown man at the end of the day. Now we could talk football and go back and forth about what happened and what didn't happen on the football field, what football play, or the organization. Or some misrepresentation of something I might have did or something you might have done. But you're not going to get in my face. No grown man on the planet, on the face of the earth. Not even my dad today. I'm talking tough now because I'm saying today. Get in my face. Point your finger. Almost in the mushing uh, kind of action. And degrade me because you're the quarterback. I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. And I might be sitting down in my locker. I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. Don't do this. Don't do that as a grown man. If I stand up, I'm not standing up to talk anymore. So, Geno Smith, and a lot of, some of the things I'm reading is he deserved it. 
maybe he deserved it. But if you get in somebody's face like that, you got to be willing to handle the consequences. You're not going to get in a grown man's face. And, and in locker rooms, let me say this while I'm on it. When you're in a locker room, we joke around. The defensive backs, nobody jokes more than us. But nobody, in my opinion, is as serious as us when we're on the field. But we know we can joke on each other. And there might be some guy, a guy in the defensive back room that, you know, okay, this guy don't joke like us. He don't joke with us. But if he smile, if you grin, you in. But you might get one or two in and, you know, he'll, you know, he'll say something because we don't bite our tongues in the defense. We don't bite our tongue in the defensive back room. But you have to know on your team who you can and who you cannot joke with. Some guys are not there for that. Some guys are there to handle their business. Uh, or maybe a young guy who's there to concentrate in his books as the young linebacker. Um, What's his name? Anempika Pali? It might be that guy who's really trying to concentrate on grasping the defense. He don't have time to joke. I've seen it. But you have to know who you can and cannot joke with. I'm the quarterback. I'm the face. There was already some skepticisms about, are you a leader? Who are you? We didn't like you when they drafted you. And I get to the uh, Jets fans also probably in the last segment. We didn't like you when we drafted you. So you better show us something in this next season or they got guys, we got guys that, that's ready to take your place. I don't think any defensive guy should worry about it because I was one of those guys. I would worry about what the offense is doing, neglecting my job. You don't play offense, don't worry about the offense. I know there was times we would come out the field with the Cardinals. we come out the field after stopping teams, stopping teams, and stopping teams. They might get three points here, stopping teams, stopping teams. Our offense come out three and out. They wouldn't even look at us as we exchange fields, as we exchange, you know, us defense coming on the field, they're coming on. They wouldn't even look at us. Because enough is enough. So when I say, would I punch a quarterback? Stop every week having our defense on the field for 90 plays. Now, this is not the situation. This is over $600. This is over some nonsense, $600. Could have been handled by, I wouldn't say kids, because $600 to a kid, that's a lot of money. But you're talking about $600 to some NFL guys. I got a buddy, Hank from Tucson. He might spend $600 on dinner. These guys fighting over a reimbursement. All they got to do is come to your tournament the next time, promote it as such. If you think Geno Smith is that guy that can be promoted and marketed to your event, you learn your lesson. Either he's coming and he's not. Maybe you told, I did a little too much, and maybe you told, Everybody, Geno Smith's coming. I don't see that as a, let me hurry up and get my tickets because Geno Smith's going to be here. Maybe if you was in West Virginia, maybe, maybe. But I don't, I don't think anybody's checking for Geno Smith. I know he's the quarterback for the New York Jets. I know that. I know he should be the face. But we still, I think Geno's 13, 13, 13 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Those are not good numbers. I'm going to take a quick break and come right back because the last segment is short and I'm going to get into some more of this. Kwame Lasso Sports Talk. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
This is Frank Sanders, former player with the Arizona Cardinals. You're listening to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show with Demery Lachey and Doug Bremer, the number one sports talk show in Phoenix, Arizona. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We are broadcasting from the Phoenix studios at voiceamerica.com. Variety Channel, Going Global with Gas Man is the show that you are listening to. And joining me today is Sean Morley from the WWE, otherwise known as Val Venus, the big Val Boski. Hello, ladies. <laughs> and he's also got a third identification as well. He Absolutely. is Captain Cannabis. Live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific time on the voiceamerica.com Variety Channel. Going global with gas. Man. How the hell did they know that I got gas? Hi, this is Jake the Snake Plumber. You're listening to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk with Demery Lachey and Doug Bremer. They're legit. This here's a champ for all the fellas. Try to Almost done with the show. Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. So we'll get into this real quick. Let me just give a shout out to my uh, top dog. One of my top dogs in the world, Ed Anderson. I call him Till. Emmett Till sometimes when he start acting up. When he start acting like a, you know what. Shout out to my my buddy Ed Anderson. Planning his little his little nonsense golf thing to, to this evening. Nine holes at Whirlwind. Man, this thing take forever. Uh, but, but love the dude, love the dude. Let's get back into some Geno Smith. You know, some guys, you look at a picture of Geno Smith, you look at a picture of his ass, some guys just need to be punched in the face. And that was just Jake Plummer um, uh, opening up this last segment. I, I never wanted to punch Jake Plummer. I never wanted to do that. I don't know which quarterback I wanted to punch. I got tired of being running 90 plays on the field. And it, it, you know what? It wasn't a quarterback. It, it probably was an offensive coordinator. What are you calling these stupid plays for? And you can say the players, the players have to run the play because I feel, I feel strongly about, I feel strongly about you give me cover one, two, three, and four. Give me basic covers. Give me one and three. You can play it. Well, look at Tampa when they used to run cover two. Now it's listed as Tampa two because they sit a linebacker down the middle, which you should because the weakness of the defense is in the middle of the field and, and cover two. So it was Tampa 2. They just sent uh, Brooks, who's a Hall of Famer, linebacker for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He used to get in the middle field. You thought that guy was a safety he got back so far. But they had a front four in, um, in Tampa that it looked like those guys were blitzing. It was just four guys. It was just four guys on the field. So maybe it was the offensive coordinator because I feel like defensively, we can run one play all day. We just disguise it and run it. You have to stop it because stopping football plays and making tackles and catching passes and all that stuff that comes with it, it's an attitude. You have to want to do it. There's some starters that can't play special teams. There's some special teams that never start. But they great at what they do. So the fanatics don't understand that. Like, why is this guy so good on special teams? Why he's not playing? Now, <laughs> like I said, if you look at Geno Smith, you know, some guys just, you, the way they look, 
I like. I just hate that dumb look. I'm not saying Gino had a dumb look, but some guys just need to be punched in the face. Wake him up. Let me give you another guy who uh, I'm surprised nobody punched him in his face yet. Jay Cutler. He's a leader. He's a face in the Chicago Bears. He was in Denver prior to that. I don't know if I could have played on a team. And, and I got an argument with this Neanderthal the other day, two days ago, talking about Jay Cutler wasn't doing this, wasn't doing that. He can't do this without a bad defense. I said, the Chicago Bears just recently had a bad de- defense. This is two years running with a bad defense. When Lovey was there, they were one of the top defense in the league. So what was Jay Cutler doing? Putting them back on the field to make plays. That's how good their defense was. And when the offense get out there with all that weapons, weaponry that Jay Cutler had around him, he wasn't doing anything. Then he has that dumb look on his face, and that's what I mean by some guys just need to be punched in the face. I don't need you to look like me. I don't need, I don't need that rah-rah, you go out there and do nothing. I do need a little show some leadership as a quarterback. I'll give you another quarterback, Vince Young, when he was with the Tennessee Titans. When that guy threw an interception, and they were still in a football game, when that guy threw an interception, he went on the end of the bench. You're the quarterback. You're the face. And Vince Jones, at, at that time, coming out of the University of Texas, just won a championship. Uh, prior to that, you were the University of Texas. You won a cha- national championship. You just the first-round pick. I think you were the first pick. And then uh, who went after you was the uh, Reggie Bush, I believe. You're the first pick. You throw interceptions. You big dummy, you. You don't know you're a quarterback and you're going to throw interceptions? And have you seen quarterbacks throw interceptions with one minute left and got a chance to get the ball back with 20 seconds left and win football games? He went on the end of the bitch and sulked. Right then and there, I said, I'll never watch him play again. I will never watch him play again. You just don't do that. Because outside looking in, what I saw is you gave up. You could be mad at yourself. That's a frustration because you're a high competitor. So you could be mad at yourself. Because you compete at a high level. But you can't go to the bench and put a towel on your head and soak. Those guys drive me crazy. Stop being so soft. Back to the softness, Geno Smith. If you get you, the linebacker who got released, and now he's probably going to have some disciplinary actions once, because I think the Buffalo Bills have signed him. Buffalo Bills signed him, and you think Rex Ryan, you think publicity, you think Buffalo, Western New York, nothing out there. You're damn near in Canada. You, you're thinking, maybe we need some blister. Let's bring something to light. But when a coach says all a guy does is shut his mouth and go to work because that's what he want to do, not what I'm telling him to do, well, I want that guy on my team. I want that guy on my team. All he does, and you look at some films. He played very significant amount of plays. They've less than 30, I believe, in his two three years. If you're looking for a guy that shows up to work and say, get out of my way, let me do my job, and does his job, his or her job, at a high level, well, that's the person I want on my team. I was having this conversation with my cousin about getting people uh, you know, to sponsor and all this stuff. I say, well, the, first, the first thing you got to do is find out who's who. You coaching a football team, and you saying there's eight guys, you're saying there's eight guys who are doing nothing on your team. The first thing you got to do is find out why are they there. And he asked me a question. And this is my first cousin. This is my brother. This is my brother, my first cousin that I call my brother. Now, you got to ask those guys. He asked me if you never met these guys or, or, or 
uh, do you wait to get to know him? I'm like, no. Are you in charge? He said, yes. If I'm in charge, I'm not waiting to get to know anybody. I'm already done my interview on you. The first thing I'm asking you, what can you do? What will you do? What you say you're going to do, do that thing. That way, I don't have to keep checking on you about that specific thing. What will you do? Or what you say you're going to do? If I can't, if I can't, if I got to check on you about one or two things, I don't need you around me. You holding me up. We wasting time. This is not a game. This is an operation. I'm not running no games, playing no games with these clowns. I'm running the operation. So the eight guys who's not doing anything, you have to go. You have to go. I'd rather do it with three guys than eight more who's not doing anything. So am I, the question my cousin asked, are you, are you waiting for them? To, no, I'm not waiting. Are you waiting for these guys to figure out who they are or they need to figure out who you are? They already know who I am. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. So I'm not do, saying I'm in charge, do what I say, because anybody in charge who just has his way and that's the only way, that's, you're looking at a failure. You're looking at a disaster about to happen. Those who are in charge trust the people around them. If you don't trust the people around you, get rid of them because they're going to bring you down and you're going to bring you down because you thought you can trust them. But you know what? You never knew them. I'm sitting you down at the table together or I could do it one at a time. Who are you? What are you going to do? Do you know the game? Do you know what we have going on here? Do you know what is needed? When you say you're going to do a thing, do that thing. I don't need any more. If you, anything else is icing on the cake. Buffalo Bills bringing this linebacker from being cut. I think the guy deserves a second chance. If, if, if everything that's said about him is true, this guy comes into work. He does his job. He helps the team win. It's not about him. Success is not... Uh, individual thing success is for everybody i tell people around there i had this conversation every day i said you hang you got some friends and you making a million dollars don't you want your friends make a million dollars with you any guy who's making money around me and and everybody's not eating with them you got to get away from me you don't care anything about me or i wouldn't care anything about you if all my friends uh, we not finding ways to make money and it's not about a money thing. It's about having the same similarity. If I got it, you got it. Both of us got it. We can go get it. Got it? I ain't mean to throw that twist on you guys, but that's what it is. Success is not an individual thing. Success, nobody got successful. Nobody that I know. Me, I had a lot of prayer. I had a lot of people you didn't want to disappoint. I had people in my corner. I never got to where I was. Or am by myself. It's impossible to do. You just can't do it. I don't know one guy can do it in the world. In the history of the world. In the history of being successful. I don't know one guy can do it. I'm so glad I have tomorrow to talk some more about this. And you know I'm going to say some stuff about Gino. You know I'm going to get into uh, the linebacker. He's probably going to get suspended about two, three, two games. Because he has a valid point. Grown man, you get in my face. And we're not... Plan, I'm a punch in your jaw, and if it breaks, it breaks. Kwame Lass Sports Talk. I'll talk to you tomorrow. We out. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lassiter's Sports Talk. 
on the Voice America Sports Network. 